Hi guys, this is Rick coming at you with Weed to Know Basis, the podcast for all things cannabis business related. Are you an entrepreneur? Have something you wanted to create, something you wanted to bring to life in the cannabis industry? Maybe you've always wanted to partake in one of the biggest industries in modern day history. This is the podcast to listen to. Guys, we're live. And, and if you're listening to this or watching this episode today, it's be, or tonight or weekend, whatever, whenever you're turning this on, it's because you two are on a weed to no basis. So today I'm super stoked. I'm freaking stoked every day, but um, I have a good friend and she's about an hour away from me as we're talking. So we're really pretty close. And this is Shada Tarabi and she's up in Austin, Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. Thank you so, so, so much for having me on the show, Rick. Nice. It's, um, and I, I'm glad we actually, we, we've kind of crossed paths uh, socially, like social media. Mm -hmm. And even though we're literally like geographically an hour away from each other, and then we cross paths in person in Miami of all right. places, not, not even Texas. And I'm like, you know what? I talked to my wife, Lisa, after we, we met and hung out for a while in Miami. And I'm like, why, why don't we, why haven't we had Shada on the show? Like, she's like dynamic and spunky and energetic and doing cool <laughs> things. Tell us what you're doing. Like, I don't want to, um, and, and I'll fill in the gaps, but okay. I know you're not a shy person, but tell us, tell the audience, tell us what you're doing for and in the industry today. Yes, thank you. So my sister and I co-founded Restart CBD. So we are an education first CBD wellness brand. Um, we launched a year ago, actually this weekend, we celebrated our one year anniversary. So that was a really great, exciting milestone for us to achieve. Yay, yes, congrats. super thumbs up, more to learn, more to grow through. But that was a really fun milestone because when we originally launched a year ago, we were an e-commerce based business. My background is digital marketing, hosting, infrastructure, and like any millennial, you know, in the space wants to kind of be online first. And online was a challenge for us when we first launched, I think just given the um, the infrastructures that will support us, the solutions that will support us, as well as the payment merchants and processing both in-store and e-commerce. And so we ended up having an opportunity to launch a retail business. And so I would say retail is my primary um, you know, brand that we operate today. And then we are growing, ramping up our e-commerce business. But yeah, we launched a year ago. Um, I got exposed to CBD three years ago when I was recovering from a car accident. Um, hopefully this is a super safe space for cannabis users and canna friendly, you know, people alike. Um, big cannabis user, love the THC side of the house, um, had been consuming for about a decade plus. And three years ago, I found myself in a car accident where I fractured my pelvis in two places and was consuming cannabis before the accident, after the accident with you know how cannabis works, you know, it makes you feel chilled out and mellowed out. And I was appreciating that aspect of it, but from a pain management perspective, I wasn't really tapping into those benefits of cannabis. And so it was actually my mom who knew of my use of the marijuana side, the THC side and suggested CBD to me. But at the time CBD was not readily available. It wasn't really discussed. Um, I held a position formally at a pretty large tech company where I was very public facing and uh, couldn't really talk openly about cannabis. And so I was eight months post-accident, got introduced to CBD by my mom, started taking it within three weeks, found just tremendous life-changing, obviously, you know, to be in this position now, um, benefits, relief um, from, from this plant, um, which now we know comes from industrial hemp primarily. And so Again, that was three years ago. My family and I got really excited about CBD, but nobody was really talking about it at that scale. Um, and so that's where about a year ago, my sister and I decided, you know, hey, 
we've had personal benefit with this. My sister is also a University of Texas former athlete, current Under Armour sponsored athlete. And so she really comes um, to the conversation from the recovery athletic side of the house, um, just physical wellness. And we kind of like, let's put our heads together, the yin and the yang of THC and CBD and really create a brand that, um, pro that's primary focus is educating consumers. And so that's what we've been doing for the last year is just telling our story, connecting through platforms like yours, um, as well as speaking across the country and really just creating a safe space for people to be kind of curious. Nice. I, I love it. I, and um, you know, I, want, I want you all in the audience, whether you're listening or watching this, to, um, you know, I always compel you to take, take note of the things that are between the lines. Uh, the things you're, you hear things, obviously, you heard Shada's um, journey and uh, being a consumer for over a decade. Uh, but uh, what I, where I want to dig into is some of the between the line stuff. And so, but, but what I, I really want to compel the listener to, um, to listen, not just to the story, but the stuff you don't hear. So you've been a consumer for 10 years and no shame. I mean, this is a, this is a safe place. This is um, this, whether we like it or not, whether a listener or viewer likes it or not, it's here and it's here to stay in a big, in a big way. Right. So, um, so 10 years as a consumer, you were from a, uh, you had a, a tech, you worked a forward facing position in a tech company. So um, still not a cannabis business owner per se. And you had your one year anniversary of restart CBD up in Austin, your brick and mortar store. But you mentioned that you started initially as an e-commerce. So what was the inflection point? Because if we really drill it down, you're a consumer for 10 years. So you're already a fan of the plant. You are working in it um, for a tech company. What was the moment where you decided maybe somewhere over a year and a half or two years ago, you and your sister said, let's start this e-commerce business because of why? I'm curious. That's a really great question. So I kind of drill it down to three three instances, three events that happened externally that really allowed my sister and I to, we, we launched over, um, is it Labor Day or Memorial Day? I forget what just happened. It was Labor Day, I think is what happened end of um, August, September. So we took a long three-day weekend and we put our heads together um, after experiencing these three kind of external things that happened. One, we saw um, a local juice company. So I know that incorporating CBD into food and beverages is kind of a new trendy thing now. Um, a year ago, we saw a local juice company be the first in our market to really do that. And that was a big signifier for me of like, hey, people are putting this on menus and consumers are going to start asking questions and want to talk about CBD, want to talk about cannabis. And so I think that was like a aha moment. Um, another one, we happened to catch a, I think it was a Dr. Oz episode that had happened pretty early on, um, over the past, you know, two years, my sister brought it to my attention. She's like, Hey, Dr. Oz is talking about this. And so again, I was like, Oh, if these, you know, medical professionals with these platforms are talking about this, there has to be some pattern that's emerging. And then the third one was I had a close friend who knew of my use of marijuana, but had no idea that I was using CBD for recovery or that I even knew what CBD was. And the sidebar is, yes, I was a cannabis consumer for a decade and had no idea about CBD, CBG, CBN, all the other cannabinoids and their different profiles and things like that. And so, you know, you can exist in a space and know very much a lot about a particular aspect of the plant, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And so it took um, a friend kind of acknowledging out loud to me saying, hey, I heard that there's this non-psychoactive cannabinoid called CBD. What do you know about it? 
And because I had used CBD to recover, again, my cool mom, she brought it up to me. She's into natural medicine and things like that. Like as a kid, I would get my thyroid checked. I would take um, oregano pills, you know, just like anything kind of like natural herbal Chinese medicine focused. And so when my mom approached me, I remember, I remember Googling and I remember going, yeah, I know what CBD is and it comes from cannabis. Okay, mom, I'm probably getting enough of it because I'm smoking every day. <laughs> and when I Googled it, I was like, oh, CBD is like in the plant. Like, okay, I got it, got it, got it. Still was super skeptical when my mom was like introducing me to the product. So three years ago, there were maybe a handful of national brands that we still probably recognize today that existed, but the accessibility wasn't there. I mean, it just became federally legal, you know, a year ago, really. So it was a gray area. So my mom, I kid you not, was sourcing from overseas raw materials. Um, our current line, the foundation of that was what my mom was originally giving to me um, when I was recovering from the accident. It was, I remember she made me a topical salve. She made me a really janky vape because I loved to vape at the time. And she made me a sublingual tincture. And I couldn't tell you how many doses, I couldn't tell you how many milligrams I was consuming, but I was just kind of blindly taking the product. And so it was working for me for, to the extent that I was like, okay, I like CBD, this works. So then fast forward about a year ago when my friend and this juice company and this like, you know, Dr. Oz episode happened, I was like, well, I know it works, but I don't know where to get information about it. And I don't know how to find products that don't have ingredients that I can't pronounce. Uh, my sister's influence to our business is she's paleo. I'm paleo now, but she really is paleo minded. She has a nutrition background from the University of Texas. Um, wants to know what's in ingredients, wants to understand, you know, what a label says, dosing, um, how much is in the bottle, what size bottle is it? And so they sound like really rudimentary, fundamental, foundational concepts. But when you look at the landscape of cannabis and CBD, really even in today's market, it's still unregulated and nobody's telling us what to put on labels or how to talk about things. And part of that is a legal issue. And part of that is just a, we don't know what we don't know. And so we saw an opportunity to really come to market with a minimal ingredient product. So that was our initial line. We launched an isolate based um, three strengths, different, you know, milligram doses, increasing in strength uh, line because we wanted people to know that they could have a quality product that didn't have this laundry list of ingredients and it was sourced from quality ingredients and we knew that it was effective for us and if we could just package it in a way that the consumer felt confident and had access to information, then, then maybe we'd have a business. And so we took that long three-day weekend, came up with a logo, came up with a name, came up with a website and because my background was digital marketing, a website was an easy next step. So set up a website to kind of prove the concept, um, set it and forget it and, you know, we'll get into it. They say the rest is history. You know, that was the beginning of us kind of leaning into this uh, business that we've been building and this brand that we've been building. Nice. I love, I love it. And I love that you, you specifically say there were three reasons. So, because what I, what some of the things we talk about, especially with our, with our, um, you know, with our consultancy and with our mastermind group is, is you have to begin with uh, one of the things I, I point to is, is a noble cause. And that's some people classify that as your why or your reason, mm -hmm. um, but the noble cause. And you were kind of, in a sense, living it. You were going through because of an accident. You were already a consumer. Um, and then my words, not yours, but basically uh, through those three things that you mentioned, including the cool mom. So what's your mom's name, by the way? 
our mom's name is Jennifer and she Jennifer. is the coolest. What's up, Jennifer? Cool mom. So when she, when she watches this, Hey Jennifer, if I can call exactly. her Jennifer. So. You can absolutely call her Jennifer. Nice. Jennifer should meet my cool mom, Alma. My mom lives in, um, in Nevada in Reno. She's actually coming down tomorrow night as we record this. So is your mom going to be in Vegas? She, she was in Reno. And, well, I mean, is she going to be in Vegas when you're speaking? She's in Reno. She was in, uh, where was she last? She goes to, um, I'm actually going to be speaking in Austin. She's going to go with me to Austin. So I'm trying to figure out what's the time. She may be. She might be. She's on. Um, we'll talk. We'll figure out how to get yeah. our moms together. Yes. Cool mom. Cool moms unite. We have the cool moms unite club, right? <laughs> we just made, um, my sister and I, our hashtag, we kind of have identified ourselves because we're very iconic um, sidebar about my sister and I were both I don't necessarily love the word influencers but we run pretty well-known social accounts in Austin and so we're very public facing Austinites and so we've coined ourselves the CBD sister so hashtag CBD sisters um, we just uh, lovingly made our mom a hashtag CBD mom hat and I jokingly want to also make her shirt that says like I'm the mom because we obviously talk about our mom's inspiration for our business, but she's very lovingly behind the scenes. And if you come to the store, you'll see her. She's very involved in the business, um, but she lets my sister and I kind of be the the face of it. But I want her to have a shirt that's like I'm the mom. Like you're the mom in the story. <laughs> yes. How funny! So you're you're the cool mom. Yeah, you're the cool mom. So yeah, nice. we're gonna make her some fun uh, restart swag. <laughs> cool. That's, that's pretty cool. I like that. Okay. So um, you're a consumer. You have your noble cause. You were a consumer because of, uh, of a natural part of your upbringing, a very natural. Uh, this was a way for you to maintain the semblance of painless life or relatively through the, through the accident. Um, you saw the three things happen. And I remember that Dr. Oz thing come out and it just, it suddenly was on the consciousness of a lot of people. Right. They were yes. wanting information, but then when you were looking at the market, Where? you were looking at brands, they weren't, I mean, cause part of it is a legal side. Like you can't really say, Hey, take this for anxiety, take this for sleep. Although we know that there's a lot of benefits for CBD for those things. And so we boldly wanted to, you know, to the best that we could be that space, which I think is why the brick and mortar was so to dovetail kind of into that for a second. I think that's where we quickly saw the brick and mortar was a necessity for us in our brand because online you were still facing the same thing. I mean, you could have a blog, you could have a video that kind of explained it, but so many of our customers wanted to come talk. They wanted to come have a conversation with me and my sister. They wanted that consultative approach. And so we've seen success with our brand because of creating, again, that safe space for people to ask questions. I can't even begin to express how many people come in and they're like, is this a safe space? I go, of course. And they go, okay, I've heard a lot. I smoke a lot of pot. I have questions. How is this going to work? And you're just like, yes, I love it. And so we see people from all walks of life. I kid you not. Um, millennials bringing in their, you know, baby boomer parents, the baby boomers bringing in their baby boomer friends. You see young, old, you see in pain, looking for help with just general anxiety. You have people who are very big fans of cannabis in general, and you have people who are very skeptical and very concerned and very curious what's going to happen when they put it in their body. And so we see all these as being great touch points to have this conversation for cannabis, because like you acknowledged in the beginning of this, it's happening, whether we like it or not. And so our perspective is, if I can help reshape that conversation in my corner of the world, um, maybe we'll have better cannabis laws and access to better quality of both information and products on a mass scale. And so that's what we try to just do is connect the dots for consumers from all walks of life. 
totally get it and I like it. And, and I just want to remind everybody that when you, um, you know, the intro that, you, that we talked about was that you deliver your, your business with a consultative approach. So you literally from the beginning had an educational component from the get-go. Like you're, you're, um, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, that sets you guys apart. Not only that, and the hashtag CBD sisters and hashtag CBD mom, the cool mom, Jennifer, I'm going to call her. Tell me your sister's name so we can just do a shout out. Yeah, Sydney is my sister and co-founder. Sydney. Is she younger? My little sister. Yeah, she's my little sister. Nice. Sometimes I feel like, oh man, I wrote my sister into, you know, the devil's weed, you know, job. And she's really (laughs) stepped up to really own and... Um, I think address a really big part of the conversation. And so I say this very publicly again, when we launched the brand, when we launched, meaning I knew when we launched, I was not launching the brand necessarily for the me's of the world, the people who knew what cannabis was, who were comfortable with it. I'm a little bit of a rough and tough type of gal who will try different products, see what works, you know, if it doesn't move on to the next one, but Sydney really comes from what's going in her body everything is calculated. She wants to know if it's going to potentially contain THC because she is, you know, anti, um, I can't say anti THC, but for her body, she doesn't want it in there, especially when she was going to university of Texas and drug testing and things like that. So she had that concern. And so it's really fun to build a brand with someone who is really the, um, in my opinion, the general consumer, they're the Sydney's of the world. They're the people who are like, look, I get drug tested or I've had THC in the past, or we had a guy come in the other day. He's like, okay, if I put this in my body, what's going to happen? And you're like, whoa, 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 nothing. And he's like, but it has trace amounts of THC. Am I going to get stoned? I don't want to get stoned. And you're like, (laughs) okay, sir, I need you to calm down. I hear you. I want to help you understand it. But that's a very extreme example of who, again, I think um, a lot of the consumers are. They're people who have a lot of questions. They don't really know where to start. And so as much as I want to be marketing and selling to the knees of the world who are like, yeah, cannabis, let's vote for it. Let's make it legal. I want the Sydney's of the world because Sydney always used to kind of look at me as like her, you know, stoner sister. And now, when, especially from the recovery aspect, she's seen such an improvement in the quality of my life and now her own life, now that she's adopted it over the past two years, that it's like, whoa, cannabis isn't what you know media has painted it to be all these years. And so really opening that dialogue up for the everyday regular consumer to find value and see themselves a part of this overall cannabis narrative that I think that we're trying to all cohesively and you know, connectedly tell. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and you know, um, there's, there's a, I'm having a surreal moment and here's the reason why is because, is because um, I, was, I, I was raised anti-cannabis. I was raised, you know, devil's lettuce and, and mm-hmm. I, I, as, as few as five years ago, I would never have envisioned uh, being involved as heavily as I am, as we are in the industry. Right. So to, to have conversations now of, with people of all genders, sexes, um, ages about marijuana cannabis cbd and when you said stoner sister i'm just like that doesn't even phase me anymore you know and so i'm sitting here when you said that going holy crap that doesn't even phase me this is this is the it's a brave new world and words and phrases like that these are going to be instead of instead of hey like the guy you described in your store hey bro take a chill pill it's going to be hey bro take a cbd pill it's going to start it's going to replace our vernacular and how we uh, approach folks but um I want to I want to segue into something different because um, you know you shared your 
uh, part of the reason why you have been a consumer um, for, for a while and why you decided to, uh, uh, let's say, bring, uh, bring your sister and, and your cool mom and, and side by side. I envision the three of you locked arms now. Uh, the e-commerce. And that has its own challenges, and, and we address a lot of that in other episodes with merchant processing and the, yes. oh my God. And, check, check, and, check, all those nightmare boxes. Oh my goodness. I, I totally agree. And again, folks, we're not going to dive into that here because we, we actually had a merchant, merchant processing company in a prior episode called Who is Merchant X? And they shared there, like literally live, there is no foreseeable solution for the, for the average CBD e-commerce startup. And so... But what makes you what makes you guys even more unique, in my opinion, and um, is a few things. One, you're female owned, and I, I dig that. I have daughters, and and I'm just I am a, I am pro um, women of weed, women taking the reins, and so I dig that. Yeah, woo woo. <laughs> but the other thing is that you speak like you're you don't just educate, and you don't you're. I want to be clear to folks. It's not just handing out pamphlets or or talking with folks as they walk into the store or online or Instagram. You're on the road, and if people didn't recall, I talked about how we were um, hanging out in Miami because you were speaking at an event there. Tell us get just like high level, and then let's dive in. How did that? Where did the speaking thing come in, and um, how has it impacted you and and your business? What a great question that I am going to address by sharing a little bit of my past. So um, prior to running Restart CBD, I was a marketing manager, um, which is a general term. I did a lot of things for a tech company in Austin called WP Engine. Um, they're now about 700 employees, but when I joined, I was employee 13. And my role specifically at that time was event management. And I scaled with them over six years of my life. And as a result of being their event manager, got to go to a lot of conferences, specifically in the WordPress space. So we were going to a lot of WordPress events, their community organized events. And so I was with them for six years. And I was going to these conferences, like pretty much from the get-go when I started and throughout the tenure of my career there. And it took me two years of going to these events. And someone kind of finally nudging me saying like, hey, you should speak. You know a lot about marketing and branding and you're helping build WP Engine's brand. And you know a lot about WordPress and implementing it because I had launched my food blog, which is built on WordPress and becoming you know, the influencer that I am. And so I had all these experiences, but I never saw myself as, as the expert, you know, someone who had something to say. I was always in the audience, absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And so it took someone kind of nudging me, gosh, now, yeah, what was it, like six, seven, eight years ago to say like, hey, you should say something, you have something to say, get up there. And now, you know, really the rest is history. So that opened up my career from public speaking. So I've spoken at probably over, gosh, man, 50 to 60 national events, anywhere from London to Toronto to Los Angeles to Milwaukee, Denver, um, Austin, San Antonio. I've had the privilege of getting to speak um, specifically in the WordPress space based on that career. And so when we launched the business, that was already a tactic and a strategy that I was very comfortable with. Um, and so it was just an easy thing for me to lean into was, you know, I have something to say. I know a lot about this, especially from going through a lot of the hurdles that we, you know, kind of high level addressed in terms of, you know, finding a repayment merchant that's going to work with an e-commerce solution. And so because my background was WordPress, my background was WooCommerce, our platform is built on WordPress and WooCommerce. And I came from that world. I, I started speaking in WordCamps actually, which are the WordPress community events on my troubles building this business on 
on WordPress. And so that was the beginning of me kind of, you know, connecting my two worlds. And then that turned into, okay, well, now I've done a few speaking opportunities there. Let me go pitch myself to these national events. And now I've got a pretty steady flow. I'd say I'm probably speaking, you know, every couple of months, uh, there's something going on, some probably more frequently than others, but I love speaking. I love talking in front of crowds. I love sharing our story. I love the human connection. And so being able to get in front of people is something that I strive to do on a, you know, consistent basis. Yeah, I love it. And um, I'm going to unpack some of that just for some of the listeners, because that's a great story. And I know there's a lot of folks out there who, uh, and I was one of them, you know, before I started attending events, I always wondered, man, what would it be like to be a speaker? Mm -hmm. And while I'm, I'm, for the most part, if you recall in Miami, I'm pretty quiet. I'm an introvert by nature. I don't say much. I really don't. I'm one of those, um, if you give me a microphone or a soapbox, I will grab the mic and I will stand on the soapbox. But I'm, I'm a situational extrovert and one of, let's just call it our gifts. You know, we have a lot of gifts and talents, but one of, one of mine and that I love to do is, is, um, is educate. And um, with my background in nursing, especially ER trauma, you know, education in a very rapid manner and taking complex subjects like myocardial infarction and explaining that to a, a, you know, a woman in a hospital bed, here's what's going on. Um, it became something I could do very deconstruct um, complex things quickly. So uh, I love, I wanted to bring that up because you also mentioned the words tactics and strategy. And I want, I want the, the early startups, the, the ones who are listening, who you have an idea to take some of these concepts to heart, um, take some of the concepts and I'm going to, I'm going to point some of them out. So you had your story, you, um, under you, those three events happened that compelled you to say, I want to take a look at this as a business. You did the usual. And I'm saying this with love and respect. Let's get a logo, build a website and go to war and then realize, holy shit, there's a lot of issues like merchant processing. Let's call them business issues. And you, you learned. And, um, and again, I say this with total love and respect because uh, you learned, you made pivots, you segued, you had your year anniversary, you have a brick and mortar store. And the t one of the tactics and strategies to build um, awareness, not only for the industry and education, but let's be honest, restart CBD is you pitch yourself and, mm -hmm. and don't let that be lost. So folks, if you're listening and wat and, or watching, she said, I was pitching myself to events. In other words, you didn't sit there in Austin with the spliff and say, I wonder who's going to reach out to me today. Mm -hmm. You were out there beating, beating feet. Maybe it's putting in applications or getting known or being more, um, you know, getting out there on your, on your device, Instagram, Twitter, all those things. Is that fair to say that you were and you actively pursued um, getting out there to the speaking circuit? Yeah, that's actually a really great piece. I want to kind of lean into a little bit more too. I was in a conversation with somebody the other day and they were recognizing because we also do a lot of collaborations and partnerships as part of our brand and um, we have fun doing it because I'm a food blogger. I know a lot of the food and beverage, you know, brands in town. And so we collaborate with our friends because it's a natural extension, you know, natural skill that I like to lean into. Um, but I had someone acknowledge out loud to me saying, oh, who's your publicist? Who's getting you all these opportunities, speaking, events, collaborations? And I go, thank you so much. It's me. So when you're looking at a business, you know, who's the CEO, who's the co-founder, who's the head of marketing, who's the this, who's the that. I, I really feel like we as a team, but me in that role, um, I love my sister. I feel like I definitely do more of the pitching. Um, 
but I'm doing that. I'm spending that time to not only run the business, but to also market the business in that way. And so I get it. Probably it sounds like, oh, well, it's easy for you. You seem very extroverted and like very knowledgeable in that space. And that is true. My my degree in college was public relations. And so I'm very comfortable writing a press release. But when we first launched our business, um, I remember writing our press release and was like, I haven't ever done this for myself yet. You know, like I've always pitched other people. I haven't necessarily pitched myself. Like, how do you, how do you do it? And the reality is it's uncomfortable at first, but you just do it. And so to further expand on that, um, don't wait for someone to tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, come speak at this conference. Um, come speak at my event, come be on this podcast. I, uh, I put a, uh, you know, I believe in putting things out into the universe. And so I tap my network. I say, Hey, these are my intentions. I want to be on more op- platforms that allow me to tell my story. I want to connect with more brands who want to bring CBD to their consumers. I want to host my own events. So that's another asset. We're talking about, you know, media events that we're both speaking at that are someone else's events our brand loves creating our own events. So we have one coming up this uh, Wednesday, actually two events coming up. We have one coming up this Wednesday. This is probably in the past for some people, but one that we're creating is um, we call them can of conversations and we're doing one on CBD for athletic recovery. So my sister is running that event. It's a small, it's a meetup. We're running our own meetup saying, Hey, open to the public. It's free. We want to talk about this. Those are opportunities for us to one connect to our customers and provide value to them. But then also for us to control some of that conversation, meaning not control, like I want to, you know, own the information, but like, how do I create a platform for which I can step up on top of? And so the more you talk about it, the more you become known about it, um, you create that safe space. And so we're doing that event. And then we got connected to a women's kind of self, um, it's a bra company for all intensive purposes, but they promote women's self you know, care and just like loving the skin you're in. And so we thought of an opportunity to connect our brand to their brand. And we're bringing together a woman whose background is nutrition, a woman whose background is body positivity. And then myself will be on the panel to talk about self-care through plant-based medicine. And that has really nothing to do with CBD or cannabis, but it's a subtle way for us to connect our brand to consumers who might be interested in talking about it. And so, you know, just kind of thinking outside of the box. You don't always have to have a brick and mortar location that is your location. You don't always have to go travel across the country. You know, I know going and spending money at these events is a budget that we have to create, you know, space for also. Um, But think what, you know, who your customer is, what your why is, and what your skills are, and try to connect those dots for yourself to find opportunities that allow you to do that. Love it. I'm just writing that last bit down because those uh, I, I like to um, I like to break things into bullet points, like simple bite-sized chunks. And I like that wh- your why, who your customers are, what are your skills, and you what you just gave is a really really rudimentary blueprint for um, essentially a, a cannabis or CBD startup. Is figure out what your why is or the noble cause. Who's your customer? Your avatar? Your ideal client? Um, what are your skills? And then take that, uh, I would also say, because those were beautiful, is um, before, if anybody's listening, that's not enough. Make sure you have something people actually want to purchase. If you're a for-profit business, test it mm-hmm. first and then take it to market. And um, I love it. And I, I, I also just want to go back is that those are um, all part of tactics and strategies. And um, in an in a even better world, especially if you're in the startup phase or you're thinking about it, is that should fit into a larger strategic plan. Um, and the simple way to think about that, um, and this is something I, I like to share so anybody can get it, is think about the last time you went on vacation. 
whether you drove uh, two hours for the weekend or you took a flight you know, to Europe, think about all the things you did to plan for that vacation. And then think about planning for your business. So, um, but speaking of that, speaking of tactics, strategies, and where you came from and where you are today, the one year anniversary and, and your speaking coming up, where, where is Restart headed? Let's say um, at the end of 2020, what, where is Restart headed as a business, as a company? Um, what, are you, what are your big goals for the next year, for 2020, like one year away? <sighs> I <laughs> wish I was a, I mean, I guess this will be like, you know, the transparent reality mic drop for the listeners. Um, I wish I had a better vision. And it's not that I don't have a vision and a goal and ambition for where we're driving the business. But I think because of the state that we're in, not the state of Texas, which is interesting in and of itself <laughs> for cannabis, but I mean the state of e-commerce, payment merchants, um, the FDA still needs to deliver a lot of these regulations. In the state of Texas, we're still waiting for licenses to be released to even have some sort of timeline for cultivation in the state. Um, I think those are things that will require us to pivot. And so I have kind of like a nice to have, but I also have the, okay, well, if this happens, then we're going to kind of shift this way. And this happens, we're going to shift this way. Um, but I think a big thing that I'm focusing on right now, because we're in a position of having a payment merchant. And again, you acknowledge it, I'll kind of reinforce it. Unfortunately, not everybody's in a position to lean into e-commerce. I think just given the state of payment merchant services right now, because we have a secured solution because of our history in the space. Um, we were with, basically we were with a payment merchant to build up enough, um, I don't know if credit is the right word, but history that now we found a merchant who is willing to take a chance on us and let us operate online. But I know if you're a newer startup business, sometimes those might not be things that you have access to actually going and doing. Um, I know the last time I was having the conversation a couple of months ago, it was like payment merchant X would let me do, you know, sublinguals, but wouldn't let me do topicals or wouldn't let me do edibles, but would let me do this or that. So those are definitely very real things as you're kind of evolving and evaluating where you want to grow your business, what's realistically possible. Um, but so for us, because we have e-commerce and our e-commerce is up and running um, and we do currently ship to all 50 states, um, I want to lean into that a little bit more and have that experience be a little bit more connected. So just kind of evolving the brand and making sure that it can scale with us as we're scaling nationally. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to quote you on, on something you said, not everyone is in a position to lean into e-commerce. Um, I like that. So, because it, it is, it still is um, a, a difficult, even today, as we record this, it's still a year. You're talking about over a year ago, 2018, here we are literally a year in, in the future and it is still a big issue. So, um, and I just, I wanna hit that home because especially for the startups who believe that e-commerce is the simplest way to get in, you're right. It's the easiest way. It's also the hardest way to actually build and sustain um, an e-commerce CBD business. It's the e easiest and the most difficult. So Shada, if you were to reflect back, um, and I don't normally ask this question, but I'm actually really curious because you've had, you've been, you've like a, this pinball machine bounced around, always forward, but bounced around. Um, and, and you were looking back on your experience uh, and what you know and um, the things you've had to navigate through and, and um, over and all these things. What would you tell the, the somebody who's, let's say somebody comes to you and says, Shada, I heard your episode. 
And I, I want to know what's what what are the one or two things you would recommend to me as a brand new somebody who wants to get into the cannabis or CBD industry? What would you say to them? Really good question. Um, I would nail it down to, and I know that this is kind of a trick answer um, because I don't think that you ever fully solve it. In fact, I was just listening to a panel of speakers address this very thing and her reaction was like, we've changed technology partners six times, um, even since launching. But she addressed to the point, if you can make that investment as close to where you want to be, not where you are, but where you want to be initially. So I think what set us up for success, for example, was at the time when we launched, Shopify was not willingly, <laughs> openly accepting cannabis clients for e-commerce. Now, I think there's, depending on who you talk, just a little bit of a gray area. Part of it was because of my background was WordPress, but part of it was evaluating the market and saying, if I'm really going to do this and build an online platform, rather than starting something and then six months later having to move platforms and lose some information, which again is inevitable, I think, as you're kind of navigating the legality that's going to happen, but like really look at what what is a good foundation to build your house upon is the best thing that you could be doing. So you might not feel like, Hey, you know, we're a super successful household name brand. I have all these customers buying and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a monthly basis yet. But if that was the case, what would that look like? And so for me, just given all the tech, both my background being tech, as well as what my problems have been, I think the problems would have been harder had I not at least identified, and I'll make a pitch for WordPress. WordPress is difficult. E-commerce is difficult, but at least WordPress is open source. And so that does come with some fallbacks and some benefits to it. But for me and for what my brand needed to do, that was a lesser, that was a more known evil. And so if you can just have that foundation, that was a wordy, lengthy answer. But if you can just like literally think of the foundation for which you're trying to build your brand and your business and your house on, spend that time up front investing on who those tech partners can be, who those, you know, other business solutions can be, because it's going to really um, mitigate a lot of, I think, that pinball effect. Yeah, yeah. I think the pinball effect is inevitable, regardless, just, just yes. because there's so many uncertainties. Um, and even though we are moving forward in the current state and in our current state, both, uh, it still is, it still is a wild ride, regardless of of where somebody wants to um, to land. But I, I love that. And I wrote it down um, because you did say, what is the best foundation to build your house upon? And as related to somebody who's looking to start up, and I love that because it's um, you have, in a sense, tapped into some of your natural skills and talents. You come from a tech background, you were um, have a PR background, and guess what, folks? Now she not only has a CBD company, but she uses her, her skills, her gifts, um, to actually promote and market and leverage uh, um, what she's doing in, in the CBD industry. And, and that's something that should not be lost on the folks listening. Don't deviate too far from things you already know, especially yeah. um, if, and if that's something to, that you're having difficulty wrapping your head around um, the audience, the folks who are listening or watching, is think about what do people come to you for the most? You know, is it advice? Is it, are you good with the wrench? Are you really good? You know, do you have a green thumb? Whatever that is, think about what people come to you the most for, and that may be the lever that's going to propel you to potential success in this industry. So um, I love it. I, I love, I've, I really love this and, and we could 
so continue to talk and and we are we're we're probably we are going to be seeing each other here shortly um in the next month or so and uh likely on the speaking circuit because um we're we're both going to the same events um and i think vegas right vegas yeah yes vegas and um super cool it's a great time to be in the industry and it's um it's i i think we're having fun too right no it's <laughs> i think the other thing i'll add too is kind of like find your tribe like to echo what you said lean into what your strengths are I'm a really big advocate and believer in strengths finders. Uh, it's a quiz. You can look it up, learn what you're really, really good at. Um, it'll spit out five things. And for me, every time I've taken it, they've been very accurate. So lean into the things that you're good at and then find your tribe of people. And so you've been a really great um, friend and just, you know, fellow member in the community of someone that I can kind of look to. And I, we're obviously doing very similar, but different things. And so it's a joy to be able to be in community with people who are like-minded, who care about education, um, and who just like want to help connect the dots for people. And so I'm just privileged to get to exist in your tribe. So thank you for giving me that That's space cool. today. Yeah. That's cool. No, I appreciate it. And, um, and yeah, I, I love that. I love the whole tribe analogy because it's true. It's, uh, you know, the phrase is alone, you go fast together, we go mm -hmm. far. And I don't know where it came from or some proverb from somewhere, but, mm -hmm. um, um, where can people find you? So they can find us at www.restartcbd.com. You can find us on Instagram. It's probably where we're the most active at restartcbd. And if you want to reach out, it goes directly to my inbox. You can um, email hello at restartcbd.com. Love it. And folks, by all means, um, reach out. That's something uh, if, if when folks say reach out or connect with me or insta me or whatever, do it, especially if there's an inkling, even a little bit of, I'm really curious about uh, what Restart's about or what um, Green Seed is about. Uh, we're gonna put all those in the show links. So don't, if you're driving, don't, don't text and write these down, folks, be safe. We're gonna put these all in the links down there. If you have any questions, by all means, drop them. If you're on YouTube, drop them down below. If you're on um, iTunes, by all means, guys, or if you see this on Facebook, because we do post these to uh, cascade these across a multitude of channels. Ask the questions. This is how you learn and grow. And Shada said it, um, said it, uh, uh, one of the things she said, I have so many damn notes now, was she, pitch, she pitches herself. She takes, you take the, that step, you go out and seize it. And so when folks say, reach out, dang it, reach out, do it. Um, Shada, this has been cool. And I'm so stoked to meet uh, Jennifer and Sydney someday too. <laughs> Me too, get to meet the whole Tarabi family. The Tarabis, love it. Yeah. Nice. So guys, um, this, is gonna, this is a wrap. This isn't the end. This is probably just the beginning for you. And I'm super excited to have had this time with one-on-one uh, -on -one with Shada. Uh, show notes will have all the contact information below. Remember, uh, whether you're watching this on YouTube, WeedTube, or any other um, platform like Wistia, or you're listening to this, it's because you two are on a weed-to-no basis. Y'all have an awesome rest of the day. Thanks so much, Shada. Thank you so much, Rick. Y'all take care. Peace. Bye.